When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Osmo's NBA Strategy Show as we are getting you ready for a light, although this guy would call it perfect, five-game slate that's on the way later on tonight. He is Josh Engelman. I am Adam Kaufman. Thanks for being with us. What's going on, man? Not too much. Not too much. I, I didn't want 10 games today. I've got a lot on my plate. I didn't want to plot out the rotations of 20 NBA teams. So when I saw five <laughs> games, I was like, all right, this is going to be good. As long as we don't lose a game, it's a really nice size slate. We don't have to worry too sure. much about like duplication on FanDuel. This is this is perfect. This is what I was looking for today. Yeah, 10 can be a bit much. Five is just to me like seven's the sweet spot. Sure. Seven's a nice number. That way, if, if you do lose a game, not a real big deal, but you got enough options that you don't really have to worry about differentiation being a thing. Five And five, five's fine. Five's okay. Seven also, you know, it, it helps you fill the hour a little bit better, too. It, it, it does. But anything less than this, and you really start having to talk about guys you don't want to. Like, well, you know, if Kent Bazemore gets extra minute, the, you, we don't <laughs> want those days. Yeah, all of a sudden it's a it turns into Pascal Central, who I know yeah. is a popular popular play on all things Osmo social media channels. We do, we love Eric Pascal around here tonight. Yes. Though we'll we'll go game by game and and do what we do, and people are used to it by now. And by the way, smash that like button. Do hit the subscribe button. We don't have to sit here and beg you for fifty k though. We've reached. 50,000 subscribers on the Osmo YouTube page, which just means, as Loffy said in the video, it's it's on to 75. So do hit that subscribe button as well, but smash the like and uh, get your questions in, whether on the Osmo Premium Slack channel or obviously the YouTube chat. Keeping an eye on both. Producer Jordan's hanging out. He's going to have that wrench next to his name, probably celebrating all things Jason Tatum and trying to get me to say just awful, grotesque things that'll probably happen in the course of the next hour. But... Who stands out to you tonight just uh, before we do our game-by-game spiel? Who stands out among the stars? You've got Luca obviously, in play. And these are, you know, as of now. Who knows who gets ruled out later on, as we know. But Joel Embiid, Damian Lillard, Nick Jokic, Steph Curry, LeBron James. You know, all these guys are kind of that upper tier. Who do you like? Oof. Uh, Still trying to figure out what's going on with the stream. Jordan, do you see what you're doing right now? Is that just me, or is the YouTube stream itself zoomed in ultra aggressively on the top left-hand corner of the screen? Looking okay on my screen right now. I gotta sh- I'm gotta. i going to send this to you guys. Since we have a couple seconds, and it's okay, I want to show you what I see on YouTube right now. 
Okay. So uh, check this out. Let you're going to fancy? You're going to share your screen? <laughs> no, if I do that right now, it'll all, it's just all sorts of weird everything. stuff will happen. So right now, it's just the top left-hand corner of the screen. Yeah, I'm sending the picture right now. I know nobody cares about this. Everybody else is saying that it's fine. Look at what I see in the top left-hand corner. All right, let's see. One of the old slack. It, it's just its just not there. Like, I'm not even on the screen. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a postage stamp of this. <laughs> oh, J-Ro, thank you very much in YouTube chat. Glad Josh doesn't look homeless anymore. Yeah, that's what, that's what happens when you get a haircut. You do look good. You cleaned up nice. I, it's all gone, dude. It's all gone. High and tight, but you got the trim beard, too. Do they take care of that when you go? You, you let them handle uh, the beard? Uh, no beard trim at all. Yourself. This is the same beard, but because of how shaggy and disgusting I was before, it made the beard look worse as well. The, the rest of you just looks kept now? Yes, it does. It does. the unkempt persona before? Okay, so now we can transition back to your actual question was, who do I like at the top end from a uh, studs perspective? And yes, there are a couple studs also look good physically yeah. as well as, you know, on the floor. So I think Luca is probably my favorite payup option, at least on FanDuel. He is the most expensive guy at 11-3 coming in with 29% ownership right now. And that's exactly where I think he should be. I think he stands out. Uh, the pace up spot against Golden State is really helpful. Uh, for everything, at least from Dallas. There are a couple other dudes I like from Dallas. Um, I think Trey Young's going a little under-owned, only at 5.5% on FanDuel. Anthony Davis feels like he's going a little underrepresented as well. Uh, on the DK side, it's probably Embiid. Uh, yeah, 10K, 10-2 actually on DK. Um 17% ownership. I've got him coming out a little bit ahead of that in the sim. So I'm going to keep my eye on uh, Joel Embiid for right now. Like I said, get your questions in folks, seeing what's going on here in the chat. Uh, appreciate all the birthday wishes. Of course that happens anytime I show up on YouTube. One of Josh's favorite things, wish him a happy birthday as well. He absolutely yeah. loves it. Uh, my birthday <laughs> is, it's, it is soon. Is it coming up? How far out are we? Eight days, apparently. Apparently. Yeah, so it'll be uh, so, so next Friday. I guess my birthday you. is next. I guess my birthday is next Friday. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's something that I'm going to be celebrating. I don't give a shit that I'm 36. I think I'm 36. Real milestone birthday for you? Yeah, not so much. I, I haven't had a milestone birthday in 15 years. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Laffy says, take your hat off, which, uh, of course, you know, we've covered at that point. Uh, El Negro Loco says, I've uh, got to work on getting Adam a new hat. Yeah, I, let's let's rock the Osmo uh, lid because I don't think I need one with a, a giant money sign on it. No, yeah, no one does. Probably good on that. Uh, Marco says, Jokic is looking more like MVP Laffy. I don't know. So he's whereas Laffy's coming out with the, uh, you know, EMVP as an MB for MVP. Look, Embiid's been great. Um, I, I can't talk too much, Mac. I, I've been absolutely correct from the beginning that Nikola Jokic is the best offensive center in basketball. I said it three years ago, and I was absolutely right, and it's been proven even more right. Uh, Joel Embiid, though, an absolutely destructive defensive force and a close comp offensively, and that's uh, all it really takes. I'd rather have Embiid than Jokic if I had to win a playoff series. Phil wants to know where he can find your model and projections. Uh, that would be my hard drive. <laughs> Nothing for the public that is uh, available a la the Osmo Plus tools, then? 
No, no. Projections used to be on the website. That was back in the day. Uh, first year of Osmo was my stuff. Um, we transitioned to a much better model, aka Alex's stuff. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't want what I have if Alex is putting out public information. It's just going to his stuff's going to be better. Let's start with Utah and Atlanta tonight, the first of the five-game slate. The uh, Jazz have just been, I mean, cream of the crop in the NBA, whether you want to believe that should be the case or not. The standings don't lie. Atlanta's been really, really good, uh, you know, well, not so much really, really good overall, but obviously, uh, you know, trying to take advantage of Utah on a home skid and maybe trying to end a three-game skid. We'll see. We'll look at, uh, you know, some of the ins and outs here. But as far as DFS plays anybody stand out to you at all from this game? Like Trey Young is typically at the top of the heap. I get that. But uh, this just sort of feels like a game that if if you could fade a game on a five-game slate, this might be it. Uh, sort of. Sort of. Okay. Build uh, on that. It, well, it's a little bit more that I'm like okay with some of these pieces. So well, I'll start on the Utah side. Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson are both projected in the 20s in ownership on FanDuel. Uh, we've got Mitchell, Gobert, Conley, and Clarkson all in the basically the teens on DraftKings. Some of those things I agree with. Like, I think Donovan Mitchell for 7,800 on FanDuel works really nicely. I think Jordan Clarkson is probably a tad overowned at 5K on FanDuel. And if you want to get to Gobert and Conley, like that, those guys are just exist on a five game slate you're gonna have them if you're playing 150 lineups it's impossible to really dodge starters in like a full aspect unless they're very heavily owned so i'm okay with gobert and conley on the dk side though again i think mitchell's price is fine 7800 uh 15 owned that ownership looks perfectly acceptable to me the guy that i actually have my eye on most is in terms of like trying to get over the field $4,800 Joe Ingles. Uh, I mean, he's not like the sexy guy to roster. He's not a particularly good fantasy point per minute guy. Um, but taking on Atlanta, a team that's not all that sound defensively, or at least not all that sound defensively when Clint Capella is off the floor, uh, I think Ingles for 4800 on a five-gamer can work. Uh, I don't mind getting to a bunch of Utah. They're generally priced where they should be. But on a day like today with five games, uh, I think they're kind of difficult to fully avoid. Anybody with this game that, uh, you know, you're you're kind of waiting on, obviously, where there are surprise inactives right before lock every single night, no matter the game. But anyone that sort of is is on the fringe, on the cusp, maybe of uh, not playing in this one that does open up some value opportunities for you? Uh, sort of. Um, we're waiting on DeAndre Hunter. He's questionable now. He's been out for a couple games. I'm assuming he still doesn't play. I'm just going to treat it like he's out until he's actually ruled in, but he would change up the game a little bit. Uh, rates for John Collins would come down uh, just a hair. From the Utah side, though, there there aren't any potential injuries that we have to worry about. So Utah should be good. Atlanta is basically just waiting on uh, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, Okongwu is also questionable, but it doesn't really matter if he plays or not. Those 10 minutes aren't going to go to anybody that matter. Joe with a super chat says, my bankroll has grown since buying Osmo Premium. Meanwhile, Marcus says, uh, Alex winning the people money, and rightfully so. He's the number one DFS player in the world. Stop guessing and start winning. You know, it's it's like they're uh, just you know pulling the advertising content right out of our scripts here. But may as well tell you, you can get all the great Osmo Plus content, the tools, everything you need to know, and uh, nearly every DFS sport is out there with Osmo Plus's weekly pass, twenty nine ninety five, not even thirty bucks. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools that Osmo.com has to offer. Player projections, which are recently updated. 
for the NBA tonight. You also have ownership projections, premium Slack channel that we've referred to, so much more. And if you are not interested in going sports-wide, just staying with the NBA, sticking this lane right here, then uh, that's okay. Sign up for the weekly NBA package. It is just $16.95, and there are a lot of great tools, a lot of great projections, everything like that available to you. And on that note, why don't we take a look here at uh, Golden State and Dallas. The Warriors, not the Warriors of old. Dallas, not very good at all. But from the, uh, what was that? Still got a couple thoughts on Atlanta yet. Oh, please, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, So this is where I'll probably have quite a bit of ownership, particularly on FanDuel. Uh, DraftKings, Atlanta, not looking as interesting to me. I think Trey Young is mildly overowned, 16% ownership on DK. That doesn't sound great to me, given what else is available. Um, Kevin Herter, probably the guy that I would be looking to most on DraftKings, and he's already picking up about 10% ownership. On the FanDuel side, though, I think there's a lot of value outside of Kevin Herter being ultra chalk. 35% ownership. He's 4,500, so I know why it's happening, but I don't mind getting to Cam Reddish at 4,600 if Kevin Herter is going to be three times his own. I really like John Collins at 6,900. I've liked him over the past couple games, especially with DeAndre Hunter out. He sees a bit of a rate boost, and for some reason, he's getting ignored now. Now he's under 7K. This guy was like an automatic 20 and 10 guy for, I don't know, a while. And it's not that I think that he just gets back to that, but he's basically like a 1.1 fantasy point per minute guy normally playing north of 30 minutes. At just 20% ownership, I'd like to be north of that. I have him showing up in the optimal 25% of the time. So I really like John Collins. I really like getting to Herter and Reddish. Um, I'd like to swap those guys around just from ownership. If you get to Trey Young and Clint Capella, I think that's fine. They're both about 10% type guys for me, and they're coming in with ownership less than that. So I think there's some ability to get some leverage over the field from Atlanta in a spot where like most people aren't usually targeting teams against Utah. Theodore says here on YouTube, Collins deserves to be ignored the way he's burning people. He played really well in his last game, did he not? Give him a little love. Uh, transitioning here to uh, that Golden State contest and, and sure. a good way to do so with YouTube uh, is we've got, uh, where was it? Jumped on me. Someone crapping all over Kelly Oubre. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's go right there. As uh, Again, projections for this game, a, a lot more friendly than the last game that obviously we were looking at overall. There are a lot of different places yeah. uh, that you could go, obviously, between Dallas and Golden State. Talked about Luka. You talked about Luka and how would you like him. Steph Curry maybe uh, not in as good a spot just in terms of returning his value for uh, what the salary is at 9800 bucks at least on DK. Chris Stapps Porzingis, not to be a guy uh, to ignore anyway if you were to not super value or anything, but mid-tier, pay down a little bit. You also have guys like Oubre, as mentioned, Draymond Green, who I, I don't know, I just never really trust personally. Uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson is uh, obviously a standout with the loony injury. So starting on, let's just go with Golden State first. What do you like? So this is a fun game. Um, the Dallas side is the side that I like a ton. It's not that I don't like the Golden State side. This is probably my favorite game on the slate. Um, but I do like the Golden State side. From a FanDuel perspective, I think Curry is going a little bit over-owned. I don't think it's entirely necessary to get him in 24% of lineups. Uh, he doesn't project, I don't want to say that he doesn't project well for me, but uh, he's a bit lower than I was fully expecting. Uh, 
I do, however, have some interest in Kelly Oubre at 5,300 just from a position standpoint. He is the most owned player on FanDuel from Golden State. I think that he could even be owned a little bit more than that. Similar story for Wiggins at 6,800. Unfortunately, similar story for Draymond at 5,800, who is going to have to play a bit more center now. Uh, Wiseman out, Kevon Looney out. Draymond's going to see more time at the five. There are other Marquise Chris also out at the five, but it feels like that happened years ago. Um, they're going to be going to like 6'6 Eric Pascal and 6'6 Juan Toscano Anderson. So they don't really have legitimate centers. This is going to look more like, you know, uh, old school Warriors ball with smaller guys at the five, which is fine to a degree. We'll see how that well that goes against Chris Apps Porzingis today, slightly bigger than 6'6. Um, but we're talking about these top four guys from Golden State, Curry, Ubre, Wiggins, Green. Uh, I think you should have all four of them pretty regularly, although I would just keep an eye on Curry's ownership. On a DraftKings side, Juan Toscano-Anderson is picking up a ton of ownership, almost 30%. Uh, he's 3,500, and he's like just a key piece of the Warriors rotation now that he is back. Uh, you have to get there. There's not really any choice around it. He's going to be an excellent cash option uh, just because of his playing time and his price tag. Similar story for Curry, Oubre, Draymond, and Wiggins. Like, I, I like those guys. They're getting ownership. They are guys you should play. Oubre would be the guy I like the most coming out of DK. Yeah, Dallas is the side you said you like better. I do. Uh, I, I like Dallas quite a bit today. Um, they are my number one team. If you check our uh, strategy syllabus, uh, they are my team you should target most. Um, they have more odds of being in the optimal lineup than any other team. So I guess I should probably just fully dive in to the entire, basically the entire roster. I think seven guys for Dallas are ultra viable today. Luca Porzingis. I don't really think that I have to say too much here. Luca's 11, three on FanDuel 10, nine on DraftKings. I think he's, uh, arguably the best play on the slate just from uh, an overall upside perspective because this is a huge pace up spot for Dallas. Golden State is the fourth fastest team in the league. Dallas uh, a bit less than that. Um, if I just look at their normal ranking, Dallas shows up 21st. So they're gaining a few additional possessions over their averages. Stuff like that really helps. And I think uh, some people tend to underrate a player's fantasy points per minute in a pace up spot. When you get more position possessions, uh, every single player's fantasy point per minute would go up because you're just fitting more events into the same 48 minutes. So uh, across the board, everyone from Dallas gets a bump. So it's Luca, it's Porzingis. That one's an easy one. I recommended Dorian Finney-Smith yesterday. I got kind of dragged for it in chat. I'm going to do it again today. <laughs> he's projected for 24% ownership on FanDuel and 21% ownership on DraftKings. He's just a solid value play of a guy at 4K or less playing north of 30 minutes. Sometimes you just need guys to make other salaries work. And I think uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is in that sort of range now. But I'm happy to go to Josh Richardson. Tim Hardaway Jr., in my opinion, is dramatically underowned. Jalen Brunson for 4K on DraftKings is fine. Maxi Kleber at 3,600 should see a minutes jump. He's looking pretty good, also getting ownership. I don't see a way around having a lot of Dallas today. You're probably having at least one, if not two guys from Dallas in everything that you're doing. Marco says, I think today is the day that you play Pascal, right? Is that how it works? 
Uh, not for me today, at least not a lot. Uh, he's a five percenter on FanDuel. Um, that's where his ownership is. I have him showing up in the optimal nine percent of the time on DraftKings. That's a bit higher than the field, so I'm happy to do that. I just don't know if he's going to be the first guy to soak up the time. Like they're going to give the center minutes to Draymond. Uh, I think that Juan Toscano Anderson is going to be the priority over Eric Pascal now. Um, so you're kind of just hoping that he can grab a couple extra minutes. Right now, I only have Pascal set for 22 minutes. Some questions about Chris Saps Porzingis, just in in terms of not whether he would dominate against that you know smaller Warriors team, as you acknowledge, but whether he will play. Just being a back to back. What are your expectations there? Um, so I have him in right now, but it would not shock me at all if we get word that he's going to be sitting. That's something that we're going to know early. We're not going to find out that Chris Saps Porzingis isn't playing because of rest at. 715 tonight that's not how this one's going to work so i have him in now but if he comes out uh, everything that i just said about dallas gets amplified to the nth degree you're clearly going to be liking dorian finney smith more josh richardson's minutes are firm tim hardaway's minutes are firm maxi probably plays a little bit more uh james johnson could potentially work his way back into a playable spot he's been playing reduced minutes but someone is going to have to soak up an additional 32 minutes and it's probably going to be half to be on the big side. So whether that's James Johnson or Dwight Powell or Willie Colley Stein, someone's going to become a very interesting value play if Porzingis ends up out, but it's only going to make Dallas guys show up in the optimal lineup more often, not less often. So if Porzingis ends up out, I like them even more. Basically every team in the NBA has a stud, but not every team obviously has a superstar player. In the case of this game, you got one per side, Luka Doncic, Steph Curry. Do you ever buy into just the, you know, the general narratives of guys, I don't know, taking opportunities like this, not personally, but wanting to treat it like something of a showcase where it's okay. You know, it's, it's not mono a mono per se, but this is, you know, it's, it's an opportunity for Steph to say like, don't forget about me. I'm not old guard yet. You know, young blood on the other side, I'm going to have myself a game tonight. Is that ever anything that, that impacts your thinking when it comes to roster construction? No, never. Uh, you could remove the names off of these guys and it wouldn't even change anything that I'm doing. I'm all about the, the, the number and the salary, because to me that uh, I'm just trying to optimize everything. I want to fit as many pieces of luggage in the car as possible in the right shapes. So DFS is Tetris as far as I'm concerned. Dan says uh, that you are, he's loving the haircut. Uh, the athletic supporter here says, Josh looking sexy. Now give me your contenders. Contender. Know where the contenders videos are. Yeah. Con- contenders will be out uh, after this. I had a bit of a slow start to the day today. Uh, didn't get them recorded in time. So I'm going to put digital pen to paper, so to speak, and uh, get those out when we're done here. Lots Here's of stuff coming out today. We, uh, yeah, good. Well, we'll uh, promote all that in the, in the meantime, obviously, as we're uh, you know pushing for 100 likes, getting real close. Smash that like button. Let's see if we can get ourselves to 150. While you're doing that, I want to tell you about our uh, – Sponsor here, No House Advantage, taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across, obviously, the NBA, but also MLB, NFL, PGA, all for cash prizes. This exclusively peer-to-peer fantasy sports platform levels the playing field, makes it easier for you to win, folks. Real cash compared with your traditional DFS sites. Best part, you can join for free today. You heard me right. Join for free 
today and just download the No House Advantage app. It's really easy. Check out the daily prop contest. Do not have to deposit even a single dime. That's what free means. And when you are ready to make your first deposit, NHA will match it with up to $20 in free play when you use the promo code AWESOMO. Refer a friend and you get $5 more after that first deposit. And you'll want to make sure you get on in to the $25,000 Super Bowl contest this Sunday with 10K Go in the first place. You can head on over, sign up today, beat your friends, not the house, and win big with player props today. Obviously, just a five-game slate in the NBA gives us a little extra time to just, you know, bullshit, basically. Are you yeah. uh, you getting all excited about the Super Bowl on Sunday? You, you starting to build your lineups, or do you not, you know, lock in as much there? Okay, what's the right, what's the proper answer here? As a company man, yes, I'm very excited for the Super Bowl. Please check out all of our Super Bowl content, both written, projections, ownership, sure. all of that good stuff, all the videos. I know Lafayette had his, the first NFL show yesterday. He's going to have another one today. I'll have uh, showdown contenders videos coming out tomorrow-ish, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Now, if you're asking me on a personal level, I cannot wait till it's over. <laughs> Just ready to move on from NFL at this point? I've been ready to move on from the NFL since we kicked off week one. Fair enough. It's my least favorite sport. I I can't hide it. I play it. I'm happy to talk about it. I liked it more coming into this year than I have in years. Uh, Doing the daily show with Lafayette and Ben um, really got me ramped up for the NFL. But uh, I, I really, really hate when random people score touchdowns. And that's like the only thing that you can see. So stress watching by watching uh, Red Zone is the worst experience in the world to me. You like the dependability of usage in the NBA and things like that. Yes. Uh, uh, we got Cub, Cubs fan in premium Slack said Josh Engelman is ready for MLB. No, I just want the NBA to stay here 24 uh, seven. If baseball didn't come back, I wouldn't mind at all. I saw that they were talking about like pushing the start of the season back, which would be just great. Yeah, not happening though. That that was a thing for a little bit, but it's starting on time. Guys will be in camp in a couple weeks. Opening day April first. Get excited! Boo. Yeah, just Boo. dripping excitement. Let's move on yeah. over to. Uh, I don't know if Lobby's still hanging out with us, listening in, but his Philadelphia squad is in action against Portland a little bit later on. And uh, again, this is a game where sure you have Joel Embiid, you have Dame Lillard, you have Ben Simmons. You could look down, you know, some good value options, not value necessarily, but mid tier Ennis Cantor. Uh, Robert Covington is more of a value play. You could go down to a Shake Milton isn't a good spot at thirty eight hundred bucks on DK. Um, but there's, there isn't anyone to me anyway, in, in this game that feels like an absolute must play. Well, it depends on if we see anybody in this game. Um, we have questionable tags on Damian Lillard and Derek Jones Jr. We know CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic, uh, Nas Little all out. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. actually uh, would be very interesting if he plays in that they are just short bodies, but he's 4,600 on FanDuel and 4,500 on DK. So he's sort of just a guy on the slate. Obviously, if Dame is out, all hell breaks loose for Portland. This just becomes a, a truly ridiculous game. Um, I don't I don't even know who to say that I would like in that case. You, Carmelo Anthony is probably like one of the best plays of the day if Dame happens to be out. But just assuming that Dame plays because he's crazy and he's Damian Lillard, uh, I actually think that he looks really good. Uh, 9,600 on FanDuel, 10-4 on DraftKings. 
I just I have to play Damian Lillard on FanDuel at that price tag. Um, I just I would prefer to get to him over someone like Steph Curry uh, just because of the way that the game is set up. He's $300 cheaper than Curry in a much better spot running the entire team. Um, Philly, not all that strong against people like Damian Lillard. We've seen guys uh, significantly worse than Lillard hang some pretty nice numbers on Philly. Um, but Lillard and Doncic are like my two keys at the point guard spot. Lillard's just too cheap. So I actually do think he's one of the better plays of the slate if he's able to play and be mildly healthy. Cantor looks fine as a center option. He's like 20% owned and that's what he should be. I want to try to squeeze more value out of the rest of Portland. So give me more Gary Trent. Give me Derek Jones Jr. If he's in, give me a little bit of Robert Covington. These guys are picking up no ownership and I'd be happy to at least have a little. And then uh, that doesn't even say anything about the fact that I really like Philadelphia 76ers because Portland is going, what is Joel Embiid going to do against Enos Cantor? I know Cantor is like a big body. Um, oh, but the way that Embiid, defensively. Uh, the way that Embiid is playing right now, I mean, he could really put a beating on Cantor. So I have my eye on Embiid, uh, Tobias Harris at 7,900 on FanDuel, 7,200 on DraftKings. He's getting about 20% ownership. I think that's totally reasonable. Uh, Danny Green continues to get ownership. Um, that's not fun at all, but it's appropriate. Uh, there's like a hundred percent aggregate ownership on Philly right now. And I agree with it to a T I have them showing up in the optimal in the aggregate 98% of the time. Uh, like that's just adding everybody's optimal uh, percentages together. That's exactly where their ownership is. Same exact story on DraftKings. So Philly's actually one of the teams that I like the most. It's just nobody's standing out. It seems like ownership is already where it needs to be. Now, all that said, and so fair point here from Joe in the chat, are you worried about a blowout if Dame doesn't play? And then obviously guys like Embiid and, and some of those, unless they just go hand through three quarters, they're not necessarily. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And ask go to spot. No, I'm never worried about a blowout. I'm certainly not worried about the Portland side if there's a blowout. If they're getting blown out, like some of these guys are still just going to have to play north of 30 minutes. On the Philly side, that would give me at least a little bit of pause on Embiid just because I think it would be more likely for him to not see his final rotation. And if Philly's blowing out a dameless Portland, um, it can really be coming from anywhere. Uh, but I generally don't pay close attention to any sort of blowout risk. Dan says, or no, Bill says Cantor's had good games against Embiid, uh, whereas the athletic supporter says Cantor's soft. Uh, but just, you know, it's, there's nothing polarizing, obviously, about Joel Embiid. Even if Ennis Cantor were a decent defender, the season that Embiid is having right now, you you should, uh, it's not like you're just going to sit here and pencil him in for like 30-20 or something ridiculous like that. But to say that he goes out at, I don't know, it feels like 50 
fantasy point should be a baseline expectation for the way that he's playing with Cantor on the other side. Well, I have Joel Embiid projected for 50.1 fantasy points. So yeah, that baseline is spot on. <laughs> so there, there we go. Uh, all right, let's see. What else? Um, stay up to date with the latest NBA DFS news. Our awesome NBA Twitter handle. You want to follow this, guys. And also our guy, News God, who's hanging out here, as he always does for all these shows. He's going to be delivering the latest on injuries, starting lineups, minutes, limits, and more before lock daily. So make sure you give Osmo NBA a follow. Check out News God's Twitter handle as well. It's News God, N-E-W-Z, God underscore DFS and catch Ship My Money's deep dive article, which is free this season to prepare for the slate each and every night. Must read if you are playing NBA DFS, and I couldn't yeah. agree more. Love uh, love reading that, just getting my insights. You know, you can play around and, and do all, you know, use all the great tools, the projections, Fantasy Cruncher, and, you know, Boom Bust tool and everything else there that's, that's accessible to you. But uh, Ship My Money's got a, a solid article diving deep. I mean, no pun intended, but diving deep into every single game, every single team, and just outlining a lot of the stuff that, you know, Josh here is talking about the difference being, of course, much like our pro- our programming later on in the day, every day is it's just that much more current, that much closer to lock. You find out who's in, who's out, who's going to have limited minutes, whatever it may be. So read on. Absolutely. It's a great article. I wrote it once that deep dive article. I had the cover for Adam it. once. It, it sucks to write. He puts in so much work. It's a, it is really a chore. You guys should really keep an eye on that because the amount of work it takes to put that something like that together is, is staggering. It, it, it's a full, it's a legit full day. Yeah. It's a, it's a long article. It's not just a bullet point on each team. It's you get paragraphs. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, next one here, fourth of our five games and still a half hour to go. So any questions, comments, anything that you guys have, uh, get them into the Osmo premium Slack channel, YouTube, whatever you're thinking, obviously we're happy to get into it. So Houston and Memphis here. And this one, again, you know, kind of top heavy, I guess, in terms of the guys that are available to you. Christian Wood, I just feel like Christian Wood is always in a good spot. That's me personally. Victor Oladipo, a lot of people don't want to ignore John Wall at 6900 bucks on DK. He is in a great spot. Kyle Anderson, solid spot, kind of a mid-tier guy, 5500 over there. You got 4400 for uh, Georgie Jang, who is at uh, about five and a half X uh, projected value from our own Alex Baker on Osmo with these projections. So uh, anyone that you'd that you don't like before we even get to all the different guys that are in good spots. So from the Houston side, uh, this is my second favorite team behind Dallas. They have the second highest aggregate uh, sim odds for me. So there's a ton to like from the Rockets. And just because they are swapping out Victor Oladipo from yesterday for John Wall for today, which is sort of just perfect. Still no David Nawaba. We know everybody else that's out for Houston, but uh, Wood, Wall, Gordon, PJ Tucker, and Jay Sean Tate are all showing up as like 20% type guys. And I know people are going to freak out here, but uh, so Christian Wood, 8,900 and 8,800 across FanDuel and DraftKings uh, looks like a great play. I think that his ownership is already about where it's supposed to be. Similar story for John Wall. He's about 20% owned on FanDuel and 30% owned on DraftKings. I think both of those numbers are fine. I don't mind being with the field there. Where I want to try to get to are the next three guys. So $5,400 Eric Gordon on FanDuel, $5,800 on DK, under 10% ownership. Uh, I think he looks like a really nice GPP play across both sites. PJ Tucker, all right, guys, I know, calm down. $3,900 on FanDuel, $3,500 on DraftKings. He had been uh, significantly more expensive. This is a spot that I am 
okay going with. Um, there's not a ton of value out there right now. So minutes are buying up a lot of low salary guys. Tucker is one of them. He's at a very minimal ownership spot. So I think grabbing a little PJ Tucker looks okay. And then Jay Sean Tate, again, 4,700 on FanDuel, 4,700 on DraftKings, just a guy that's not picking up enough ownership. So Houston looking like probably my favorite GPP team. It just doesn't appear that they're getting the same ownership that I think they should be getting. Steve says uh, next 10 game slate, we need cough and Josh. It'll be half the time of Lafayette and Josh. Uh, it would certainly be half the time of Lafayette and Josh. We're, like, he and I are just, we're not efficient when it comes to this. <laughs> I keep you moving along for better or worse. We're going too fast though. That's, that's the problem with this one. We're going too fast. No, no I mean, we have, we have to be out of here in 20 minutes. We, we got plenty of time to do this, answer some questions, get these people to hit the like button. We're only at 114 of those. We can do better. We can, we can. do better, folks. Pro- prove it to Josh and everybody else. Let's get to 200. One big push with the 600 or so that are watching here on YouTube as uh, uh, Marco says, John Concrete Wall, John Brick Wall, John Drywall, John Ceramic Wall, or John Stonewall. Hmm. John John Stucco says, John, athletic supporter. I like John Brick Wall. That's, a, that's my favorite one way, though. Out there missing shots, throwing up yeah. bricks. Well, you should be playing one way or the other. You should be playing him today because he looks pretty good. On the Memphis side, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like you you tend to obviously gravitate toward John ja Morant, but is tonight the night to not do that? Uh, it's probably not what I'm like super interested in. Uh, he's fine. Like I think he's the best player on FanDuel and DraftKings from Memphis, just in an overall standpoint. I don't think that he stands out as anything like super amazing to get to. Um, we've got Brandon Clark, Dylan Brooks, and Kyle Anderson all in the twenties in ownership on Fanduel. I would prefer to be significantly lower there. I see Memphis more as a fade team today than a play team based on their ownership. Uh, similar story on uh, DK. Brandon Clark, Kyle Anderson to me going significantly overowned. Gorgie Jang at 4,400 on DraftKings is projected for 22% ownership. That's another spot that I think is going wildly overowned. So for me on Memphis, I'm more likely to be seen like way under the field than either with them or over the field. I think they're picking up more love than they should be. Uh, this is not a spot that I'm trying to get to with any sort of regularity. It would mostly be John Morant. Uh, little bits of Dylan Brooks are fine, but his ownership is really putting me off. Shark killer in the chat says PJ Tucker's just like Jeff Teague right now with the Celtics. Neither can play dead in a Western as we speak. I didn't even hear that. I was reading chat. Someone was saying that uh, no one should listen to me. <laughs> who who would dare? Most people. Most people. I don't like it. I don't Neither like do it. I. Hit me with that one again. <laughs> uh, it was just uh, Shark killer saying that PJ Tucker's like Jeff Teague. Neither can play dead in a Western as we speak. Uh, yeah, it kind of, yeah, it's, it's never, ever, ever fun to roster PJ Tucker, but when you do do it, make sure that he's under 4k. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Uh, Jacob says anyone who doesn't listen to Josh doesn't win. So there you go. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> like 50, 50, 50, 50 is better than, uh, than what it could be. So don't worry about that. I, if I were worried about you having, you know, sensitive skin and, and beating yourself up, then then I would handle all this much differently. Bring your attacks on Josh. He doesn't care. He thrives. 
He thrives with them. That's, they, to be fair, that, that is pumping. 100% true. If uh, I know Lake, that it is somehow yeah. aggravating someone, I want to do it more. <laughs> Lakers Nuggets. This is uh this is a weird one DFS wise because I don't know. I I mean, obviously you get you get the typical questionable situation with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So you just got to wait that out and find out if either or both do wind up getting ruled out. But right now, just you go with the assumption they're going to play. Nick Jokic, obviously, you go with the assumption he's going to play. Any of those guys capable of putting up 50 plus. But by the same token, you know, for what their salaries are, I don't feel like any of the three are in particularly good spots tonight. So, I mean, I think that Jokic is okay like to me he's properly owned and a guy that everyone will get to but i don't think it's a spot where you're just unloading on Jokic. Uh, the guy that i think is most interesting coming from denver is actually michael porter jr uh 5500 on fanduel 6100 on DraftKings. he's a guy that i think is not picking up the ownership that i would like well he's he's picking up the, an amount of ownership that i like because it's lower than where i think he should be um, I, I might be a little high on his minutes, but he's the type of guy that I want to get on a five game slate where the, what he does on the floor could be a massive swing from bottom to top. And if you can get Porter, he's three and a half percent owned on DK. Like if today is the day where he plays a couple extra minutes, trying to be a little bit more dynamic against the Lakers defense, that's a real, like his ability to score is different than most other players in the league so i like getting to porter if he's low owned will barton is picking up love uh, filling in for gary harris who's going to be out again i I think that's fine he looks like a a perfectly acceptable value play i'm going to keep playing jamal murray uh, aggressively more than the field and what i can only imagine to be continue failing by playing jamal murray but he strikes me as the type of guy that like gets up for this type of matchup and i'm hoping that that's exactly what happens so He's projected for 8% ownership on DK and 1.5% ownership on Fandle, where he's 7,800. Now, I'm not going to say that that's a good price tag. He is massively overpriced on Fandle. But on a five-game slate, that could buy you the ability to have a little bit of a different roster construction. Uh, I will never bet against Jamal Murray's ceiling. So I like, like I have Jamal Murray as a 10% guy. But if he's 1.5% owned, Getting like 15% of Murray isn't going to hurt me, but gets me well above the field on a guy that can easily pop a 50 burger for the day. So I don't mind getting to Denver all that much, but most of these guys are properly owned. Porter and Murray, the guys that I'm looking at most. Oh, Monte Morris. He just doesn't do anything when he's out there. That's sort of the problem. He's 3,900 on FanDuel. He looks like a Van, uh, like a, a FanDuel pay down option, and I think that's fine. He's 15% owned. That seems reasonable to me. I just wish he did a little bit more. When he gets moved into the starting lineup, he just doesn't have the same flow because he's playing next to Murray and playing next to Jokic, so he becomes kind of an afterthought. On DraftKings, Morris is 4,200. I, I like him probably slightly more, oddly enough, just because of the way the positions are breaking down but his ownership is already there. So I don't mind going to Morris as a value play. I just think there are other guys like Morris playing 30 or more minutes today that are not picking up ownership. And I would just rather take my chances on those guys um, having the game that look Morris, PJ Tucker, Dorian Finney Smith. These guys aren't likely to have big games one way or the other. So I'll just take the guys that don't have the ownership. Joe offers a happy birthday and did so in a super chat. Joe, thanks for paying for that, buddy. Uh, not actually my birthday. Was recently, but, you know, that whereas Josh is here is about eight days away, roughly, 
Mine was yeah. about eight days ago. So there we go. We're right, uh, right kind of smack in the middle with this NBA strategy show. Uh, R. Stanley, why does this Adam dude advertise after every game? It's funny you ask that because it's a good time to tell you about uh, the podcast network. Have you heard about this? If you're not able to watch your favorite Osmo shows on YouTube, almost all the Osmo shows are available to you through the Osmo Podcast Network. It's a podcast for every sport, available for every major platform. Head on over to Osmo.com slash podcast. Check out the very latest. And once you're there, obviously, you could drop a five-star review, a rating, and uh, with your Twitter handle or Osmo username, use those. You could win a free week of Osmo Plus. We'll be giving a free Osmo Plus pass every week to the person who basically gives us our favorite review. So go ahead, do that. People are reading them, and good luck to you. Hopefully you can cash in in a uh, very literal sense, get something for free there for you. Uh, so that that is why I want I want you to know. I want you to know about everything that is going on. Someone had mentioned, where is it in the chat? Joel, missed the Philly portion, and we can circle back. We have time. Got about 15 minutes with you. Uh, what are the chances Embiid rests and we have the, uh, the, the Bradley Howard chalk train? I don't expect it. I mean, he plays back-to-backs. I, I, I'm not anticipating him not playing today. Uh, it's possible that they would decide to rest him if Dame happens to also be ruled out. It might just be one of those things where they can put him on ice and it's really not going to affect their expected outcome all that much. But I expect him to play, so I'm not really worried about it. Uh, Sonia, it seems like LeBron James is on cruise control. What do you think? Is he not giving it his all every night? Is he That's... getting too heckled by courtside Karen? Are we really going to, we're going to say that LeBron James is on cruise control. That's, that's an actual statement from somebody. <laughs> it's, it's an actual statement in the chat. LeBron uh, James mailing it in. LeBron James is currently the favorite to win the league MVP. If he's mailing it in, what are we talking about here? He's having a fantastic year at age 36. I mean, he's, He's still the best player in the NBA having an MVP level season. And we're talking about him being the mailing it in either. Someone doesn't watch basketball. or Yeah. It's amazing. What would happen if he turned, if he flipped the switch, stopped being the best team in the reigning NBA champion team while being the favorite for MVP. That is one of the more asinine things I've ever heard. And uh, I read YouTube chat a lot. From Asante in the uh, Osmo Premium Slack channel, if you want to get away from YouTube for half a second, who's the Ish Smith chalk today? I assume that means a chalk play that sucks. You got <laughs> so, it. Had, uh, how many other people fell for that last night or whenever that was? All these days I, are blending together. It was fun. I would have had I played. So I would say that the guy that I think is most likely to be the Ish Smith chalk today would be, I don't know, like Gorgeous Dong, Kyle Anderson. Those are some guys that are picking up a lot of ownership that I don't agree with. Brian, Josh, you play Murray in cash. What do you think? No. No. Flat no. Straight into the point. Yeah, no. Athletic I mean, he's not, well, he's not owned. I'm, I'm on an island with Jamal Murray. <laughs> Athletic Supporter says, rather have Melton than Morris. What do you think? Um, 9.1, 14.3. I would rather have Morris than Melton. <laughs> but I get where they're going with it. Bill says, my man Tristan Thompson, beautiful play with uh, with that San Antonio center last night. 
Puddle. I always forget how to pronounce his name. Jakob Puddle. Jake Puddle, if you you want it to come Puddle, out a little bit Jake, easier. Yeah, I do. Jake Puddle. Let's stick with that. I yeah. like that. Yeah, Jake Puddle. Um, yeah, so I would go Morris over uh, Melton just to sum that one up. And from the Lakers' perspective, I think that I could put this one to bed pretty quickly. Uh, this is my least favorite team to roster anyone from today. Um, it's basically okay. just AD. I don't get the sense that I'm going to have much of the current uh, projected MVP today. Uh, LeBron James, uh, just like other things, I don't think he's very cost efficient against Denver either. You know, if I end up with LeBron James, I'm never mad about it. But Anthony Davis on both FanDuel and DraftKings is my preference. And I don't expect to have anybody else from the Lakers today. Theater says, I want to play Simmons, but I'm worried he's going to screw up in an easy matchup. How you feeling about Big Ben? Uh, I mean, that's sort of the same way that I feel every day. Um, like, he just doesn't do enough offensively to make it interesting. He's projected for like 15% ownership, and that's where I think he should be. So I'm not super over the field or under the field on him. I'm mostly indifferent. Get your questions in. We're here with you for about 10 more minutes. Be at the Osmo Premium Slack channel or the YouTube chat. Again, whatever it is pertaining to any of these five games, we've gone game by game. If you missed any of the show and you don't feel like re-watching, that's okay. We can, uh, you know, answer anything specific that you have here while we are with you. Sonia, the LeBron hater, says Dennis Schroeder is a uh, nice value play today. How do you feel about Schroeder? No. no, he's not. Are you taking this personally because it was Sonia that wrote the comment? I don't even know who that is, so no. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is not a good value play because, one, he's not at a value salary, and, two, he's not a good value play. Jacob says, they seriously move Eric Gordon to point guard on FanDuel WTF? Uh, they're just moving people around to make things fit a little bit better. I don't mind it. Um, looks fine. He's probably, like, the best of the paydown options. If you don't want to go to Monty Morris or Jalen Brunson, like, I think G- Eric Gordon's the, n- the new floor there. Shark killer. If we're going super low, what about the uh, Camp- Campesio guy for Denver? No. No, no. no, he's not going to play enough. Roy, Harrell will uh, will get there before Gasol. How do you feel about Montrez Harrell? Uh, I, I, again, like I don't, I just don't see a scenario where I would ever want to roster anything from the Lakers. They're all properly priced. They all play like the same amount of minutes. Harrell has been ticking up slightly, but I, I don't really see anything of value. He shows up in the optimal lineup like four percent of the time. The most likely scenario is that I end up with none of him. Athletic supporter says Dort disappointed last night. Didn't Dort leave early with an injury, though? Yeah, I think he played like nine minutes. Yeah, I mean, it was a disappointment. He was in my lineup, and it was awesome. I'm, I, I'm now on a run of like three straight days where I roster a guy, not a super expensive guy, but a guy nonetheless, like a Dort, who, and I think it was Pascal, or it wasn't Pascal, it was Looney the day before. Like guys who just, who go down early, and it just tanks my lineup. It's awesome. Uh, luckily I didn't play because I would have been ultra heavy on Dort and that would have stung. Uh, malevolent, malevolent elephant says Ben Simmons is a LeBron who can't shoot. I mean, aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, sort of. I mean, I, in a way, yes, but I mean, that's, I don't know. It's just weird. If Lillard doesn't play, Jacob wants to know who is the best play for the Blazers. 
Ooh. Uh, gotta be Carmelo Anthony, right? I mean, he's gonna shoot like I twenty-five times. Yeah, Melo and probably Rod- Rodney Hood. Better play. I don't think it changes anything for Cantor. It probably makes no. him worse, if I'm being honest. Somebody's got to get him the ball. Saying? Like they can, they can pack the paint in a little bit more. Simons can't shoot. I would say Rodney Hood and Mello would be my two favorite plays coming out of Portland, since Gary Trent's salary is already up. I mean, Trent is going to run a lot of the offense, but there's only so much of a boost he can get at this point now that the salary is up. Mello and Rodney Hood have depressed salaries. From Grand Attraction Inc., are we paying up for guards or bigs today? Um. So on Fanduel. Paying up at point guard and center are my two favorite options. Paying down at shooting guard and small forward are the, the more likely scenarios for me. On DK, positions don't really matter. So pay up for the good people, pay down for the good value people. You'll you'll be able to make it work in some way because of MPEs and extra positions. But on Fandle, it's point guard, pay up, shooting guard, pay down, pay up for centers. A guy you like and maybe you alone. Uh, Lorenzo here. Jamal Murray could be a slam dunk play on DK with probably low ownership on the five gamer. I don't know about that totally, but I get where they're coming from. Our friend Butthoe Jenkins. I just like to roster the tallest players. Smart. That's smart. That's like, uh, you know, when my wife tries to pick an NCAA tournament bracket based on the names and the colors, the mascots. Theodore, Milton or Maxi? if it's a blowout? I mean, you're not going to know going in if it's a blowout, obviously, but who do you like better between the two? None of the above, probably. <laughs> uh, it's not something I'm ever thinking of. I'll have none of these guys. Who's your favorite right now from uh, G-Man89? I know it will change, but below 4K cash on FanDuel. Sub 4K cash play on FanDuel. That's easy to do. I would say my favorite play under 4K would be Dorian Finney-Smith. $3,900 small forward. Uh, Let's see. Brian says, in cash, who's the guy you got to start with, Josh? Uh, Obviously going to depend on the slate or on the site. Uh, On FanDuel, probably Chris Epps Porzingis if he's playing at 7,500 for power forward. Um, Dame, if he's playing, probably pretty high there for me as well. On the DK side, uh, probably $6,900 John Wall. Um, that would be like the first real look I have. Juan Toscano Anderson is going to be up there as well, 3500 If he had dual eligibility, it would be really problematic, but he's just at power forward. R. Stanley says, I prefer Lavi. Me too. Uh, Bob Balls. Not says, for you, uh, but for my replacement. <laughs> no, you're doing great. Uh, but they're just gonna they're gonna get Laffy and Ehrenberg, and the two of us will just you know take a morning off and sleep in. Well, I'll sleep Sam, in. You you've been up for seven hours or something like that. I actually have already taken a nap today. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> I had a rough start to my day. You've already had lunch. It's amazing. That I desperately need in my body shortly. That's that's coming soon. Uh, buff balls here. Well, you've talked me off the Lakers. I guess if I win, I'll sign up for Osimo. Well, there you go. Yes, do not play Lakers outside of Anthony Davis. And if you want to play LeBron James, I would never talk anybody out of that, but I don't think that he looks like a particularly fun play today. 
Got two more minutes, folks. If you got anything good, get it in the chat. How about this? If Toscano Anderson starts for Golden State, is he a good play for cash on FanDuel? Yeah, he's an essential play for cash on FanDuel. What else do we have before we get out of here? Uh, oh, actually, hold on. Let me let me let me yeah. pause that. He, I didn't realize he was forty nine hundred on FanDuel. I just was answering blindly there. Um, no, uh, I would not be playing him in cash on FanDuel. Okay. Best value players for Mies, just in general, either side. Uh. Dorian Finney-Smith, depending on how far we're going down, Seth Curry, Kevin Herter. Um, PJ Tucker, Shake Milton. Not a lot of value out there right now. That's why I'm saying a bunch of names that uh, are not very good. Yeah, it'll change over the course of the day. It always does. Last question then. Did you guys give your thoughts on Clint Capella? Uh, I did not give any thoughts on Clint Capella. I didn't really you have like any. To. I can. I didn't really have any thoughts to give. Um, on the FanDuel side, he's 8,800. Uh, I think he's slightly under-owned at 6%. So, you know, if you got like 10% of them, I think that's fine. On the DraftKings side, he's 8,700, 2% ownership. I like him as a ultra-low-owned uh, center option there. So, uh, yeah, grab yourself some Clint Capella in large field GPPs. Going underrepresented right now. Just about a 200 likes, roughly 700 people watching here on YouTube. So as we get ready to depart, smash that like button, get us to the big 200 before we do leave here. And uh, I do want to tell you, there's a lot coming up on Osmo's YouTube page uh, over the course of the day here. Of course, coming up in just a few minutes, you have the NFL strategy show matchups with this, uh, you know, I, I don't know how big a fan Josh is, but there, there's a big game coming up on Sunday. It's called the Super Bowl, I think, to some. It's the Buccaneers and the Chiefs. So there's a lot of strategy for that one game or two discuss. And then a little bit of a break. And then 4 o'clock Eastern time, NHL strategy show, 5.30 NBA deeper dive, 6.30 NBA live before lock, 8 o'clock MMA strategy show. There is a lot happening over the course of the day. So hit the like. Sign up for Osmo Plus Premium Tools and all the great stuff available to you. And tune into this show Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Again, every single day of your work week. Josh, pleasure, buddy. Yeah, man, it was a good show. I'm happy to do it. Let's uh, let's win some money tonight. All right, get after it. And then all of you will be Osmo diehards if you're not already. Thanks to Jordan. I'm Cough. Talk to you soon.